Hi, good evening. Thank you for joining me tonight. I'm Dr. George Andow, and this is a journey through into awareness. And I'm very blessed tonight to have a very special guest with me, with us. Thank you for being here. I'm sure you've heard of him. His name is Sam Leibowitz. He's well known as the conscious consultant. He's also a mentor, coach, speaker, healer, and author of the number one best-selling book, Everyday Awakening. He also owns a wonderful clinic called Double Diamond Wellness. So I'm so grateful to have him here. But before I, I go on, I just want you to know that even though Sam is gifted and does all of these things, what I want to say most importantly is I just find Sam to be just an incredible man, a big heart, warm-hearted, and a real genuine human being, a really good man. So thank you so much, Sam, for saying yes to being on my show tonight. Uh, well, thank you so much for having me on your show. It's such a pleasure to be invited by you, and uh, I'm, I'm really glad to see you coming into your own on the station. It's nice to thank see you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Sam is the owner of this radio station, um, Talk Radio, um, dot nyc and uh he's given me the opportunity to um to be uh with my message on this radio show so it's terrific so um sam can you talk a little bit about how did you become known as the conscious consultant hmm. well i kind of picked up that moniker probably about 13 14 maybe 15 years ago um, because for so many years, I was just an entrepreneur, you know, I'm a regular guy. And I had done several different businesses, half a dozen different businesses and a bunch of different industries, everything from IT, video, aerospace, all kinds of stuff. And um, slowly but surely, the universe kind of nudged me in the direction to get me back on my spiritual path. And I started um, getting first back into personal development after I got married, you know, Tony Robbins, T. Harvecker, all that stuff. And then from that, it, I kind of got exposed to uh, a local group of people called the New York Power Team. They're still around. We used to meet like once a month and they would bring in a speaker to talk about some particular modality, method, something to for your personal development. And so a lot of people came in and they were talking about different kinds of healing methods, things, energy healing, all this kinds of stuff I'd never heard of before. And I, I started taking these workshops, not because I ever thought of myself as a healer or that I wanted to be a healer, but more for my own healing, because I'd been on a very difficult path early in life. And I knew that there was still a lot of emotional healing that needed to be done underneath the surface. And so I started taking them and it was probably a good two or three years into taking all different kinds of things. The Sedona method, uh, Brandon Bayes' The Journey, it became a Reiki master, all this stuff. And then I was, was in this one weekend workshop where, you know, they teach you a method and then they pair you up or they have you demonstrate it and you work with somebody and you do the method. And so I... I got paired up with this woman. We're still actually good friends to the day because she doesn't live that far from me. And 
you know, they, they called up after lunchtime. They said, oh, would, would somebody be willing to, to like to get worked on? This woman raises her hand and she's like, oh, my lungs are all congested. I feel like I'm about to come down with the flu. I'd love for someone to work on me. And they're okay, great, come on up. And they're like, would anyone like to try working on her? And not too many people raise their hands. And I'm in the back and I'm like, oh, I really want to try this out. And I got my hand way up high and they pick on me and I come up and I do this method with her a non-hands-on form of energy healing very fast. And after about five, 10 minutes doing it, I'm like, so uh, how do you feel? And she's like, oh, wow, I feel great. I can breathe. I go, oh, that's good. She goes, no, 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 listen. And she goes, you hear that? I have no congestion. That's amazing. I go, oh, that's wonderful. I'm so happy for you. She goes, no, 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 you don't understand. I've been suffering from chronic bronchitis since I was six years old in South Africa. I haven't been able to breathe like this since I was a little girl. And I was like, oh my God. And so it like the light bulb went off and it was like, oh, so this isn't just for me. Like I can use mm-hmm. all the stuff I've been learning to help other people, mm-hmm. but it's like, what do you do with this? I'm like, I'm an entrepreneur. I'm a consultant. I'm a coach. I'm, I work with people on business issues. What, what do you do with this? And, and that's where the idea of like, well, I'm still kind of a coach and a consultant. I'm just a, a different kind. So it's more about mm-hmm. sort of taking these ideas and these things that I've learned and, and using them to help people get past any kind of block or challenge that they're dealing with in their life. And and so that's how I got known as the conscious consultant. And back then, you know, things weren't quite as open as they are now. I mean, people are much more, I how feel. How long ago is this, Sam? Like I said, it's about 13, 14, 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. Sure. And, and so to me, I don't know about you, Georgian, but it seems like people are much more open to sort yes. of this conversation. and back then I was just like, you know, if I'm going to do this, I have to be authentic. I can't like, you know, hide on the side or whatever. So I literally, I remember the night I changed my LinkedIn profile and I like the conscious consultant got the URL, the conscious consultant set up the website, started offering sessions to like a handful of friends for free just to get some testimonials and haven't looked back. That's so great. Oh, that's such a great, great introduction to who you are. And it sounds like God really touched you, God, the universe, whatever it is for you, touched you and let you know what your giftedness is in that well, workshop. It really opened it up for you. Yeah. Yeah. And and I mean, I'd done a lot of work even before that workshop. I've been working on my intuition. I'd, like I sure. said, I'd become a Reiki master. I did a lot of stuff. You know, really, the whole thing started much, much earlier. It started like 25 years before when I was in college where I met these friends and I'd sort of got thrown into the deep end of a very sort of spiritual experience at the time. But it went south relatively quickly. And although I was involved with them for a number of years supporting and helping it was very, very difficult, and I eventually had to extricate myself from that situation. And so much of my identity was tied up in what I believed at the time. And because so many people were telling me, oh, you're crazy. Why are you doing this? Da, da, da. And, and so it was kind of like because people were giving me such a hard time about it. So I, I resisted. And, you know, I'm like, no, this is this. This is that. And so then once I kind of got out of it and I was like, I didn't know what to believe in. I didn't know was there spirit or there wasn't like how could this be how could things go so wrong if this was divinely guided or whatever and so 
I, I just, you know, I, I really was lost for a long time. And that's why I just kind of became an entrepreneur. And I just really focused on, you know, making money, building businesses, because I just didn't know what else to do. And, and it's just to me kind of funny, because if the universe had like thrown me back into spirituality and put me back on my path in a very strong way, very quickly, I would have gone running in the opposite direction. I'm like, no, 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 this stuff's crazy. No, I'm not going doing that again. Mm -hmm. But instead, it was a very slow kind of little mm -hmm. step here, little step there, little step here, little step there. And now it's like, you know, 15 years later, and I'm <laughs> like, in the thick of it, as they say. That's terrific. Could you talk a little bit about your book? Do you um, mind? What's what's going on? What is the book about? And what are some of the chapters about? Sure, I'm happy to. So th this book is is kind of a, a culmination of the best of my blog posts. So about, you know, five, six years ago, um, for my newsletter, I was uh, I wanted to have a little extra content. So I started writing a blog and it was you know, kind of became part of my process. And in the beginning, they weren't so good. But then over time, I used it as a way of just like kind of being present to what was going on inside of me and around me. And so I just, you know, write these short things, you know, because it's a blog, it's not a long format. On just how I saw things, I didn't necessarily go into the details of what I was going through, but I more just talked about the lesson behind it and it, the perspective and, and, and how it served me. And so over the years, my writing got better and better because I was also working on myself then the whole time. And I, I started getting messages from people. Oh, I, I loved your blog today. It was just what I needed to hear. Oh, this was wonderful. And then, and then this lovely woman who lives in the building next to me, who's a PR person, she was like, Sam, these are great. When are you going to get these published? You got to put it in a book. And for like two years, I think she's been after me to like put these blogs in a book. And and it's funny because originally, actually, this was going to be my second book. My first book was going to be, I had started working with this woman to take a bunch of my episodes of my, of my show, like your show. I picked out like 13 episodes. And I was going to get them. We got them transcribed. And then we we're going to work with a ghost editor to create a story around it. And that was going to like define my body of work for me. But then the woman who was the ghost writer I didn't hear from her, didn't hear from her, didn't hear from her. This was just last year in 2019. And then all of a sudden, I like reach out to my friend who was managing the project. And I was like, hey, Shinez, I'm like, not hearing anything. What's going on? She goes, oh, I'll find out. I'll get back to you. Didn't hear anything. Didn't hear anything. Didn't. Hear. Finally, I'm like, what's going on? She got back to me. She goes, oh, no. And uh, she got into a bad car accident visiting her family. She's in the hospital and she wasn't a young woman. So she's like, she, she can't work right now. It's going to be a long time, this and that. And I was like, okay, well, can you just get what she did? Because I had several phone calls from her. We developed a really nice rapport and she couldn't. And so she said, I'm sorry, I can't do anything. And this was like September, October of 2019, you know, it was just a little over a year ago. And so she gave me my money back and said, here are the transcripts. That's all I really have. I'm like, okay. And so that was like November. And so December, January of this year, I was like, I just feel called to come out with a book, 
but obviously I'm not going to do that. And I kind of felt it was the way the universe trying to say to me, I think, Sam, you need to be the one going through those transcripts, not somebody else. So I'm like, okay, that's going to take a more time and more effort than I have right now. What can I do this year? Well, let me do the blog book, which was going to be my second book. And let me do that this year. And then you, so I started talking with a couple of people I knew who like help people publish books and stuff. And then the lockdown came and I was like, you know, I see a lot of people being in fear. A lot of people don't know what to do. I said, I'm not going to be in fear. Let me do something that's an investment in myself to come out with a book this year. And, and that, uh, and then that's, that's what this book came out to be. It's uh, um, I, I, I hired a professional editor. We, we sifted through hundreds of blog posts uh, came down, uh, sorted it into seven chapters. She tightened it up for me. And, and I took 126 of my blog posts and, and put it into the book. And, and that's, and then we just launched this book on November 17th. And, and thankfully I had so many people supporting me and really, uh, over the years who've, who've seen me and, and have always shown up for in the past, they came, showed up for me. So we hit number one, actually, in three different categories on Amazon. So, and this is That's a self-published so, book. I don't have a publisher. It's so great. I love hearing about it. So we're going to take a brief break and we'll be back in about a minute. Okay, thank you so much. And we're here with Sam Leibowitz and I'm Dr. Dow and this is a journey through. Looking forward to speaking with you when we come back. Thank you. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Do you love or are you intrigued about New York City and its neighborhoods? I'm Jeff Goodman, host of Rediscovering New York, a weekly show that showcases New York's history and its extraordinary neighborhoods. Every Tuesday live at 7 p.m., we focus on a particular neighborhood and explore its history, its vibe, its feel, and its energy. Tune in live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. on talkradio.nyc. Hey, all you listeners looking to boost your business. Why not advertise on Talk Radio NYC with very reasonable rates? Interested? Simply send us a message on our website, talkradio.nyc. Hi, I'm Graham Dobbin. Join me every Thursday evening for the Mind Behind Leadership here on talkradio.nyc. We speak to people from business, sport, military and politics, all around what makes a great leader. The personal experiences of what's worked and, maybe more importantly, what hasn't worked. So, that's 7 o'clock every Thursday evening. The Mind Behind Leadership here on talkradio.nyc. Listen to real stories of real leaders. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower.
Welcome back. I'm Dr. George Andow, and we're here tonight with Sam Leibowitz, author of Everyday Awakening. So, Sam, would you say that Everyday Awakening is a little bit of a memoir? Not really, because I don't actually probably more the second book, you know, because what was my first book is going to become my second book, because I don't really get into the story too much. Um, so it's more like just different perspectives and different ways of looking at things to help people to realize that we actually are much more powerful than we realize. And that with these little shifts and these little changes that we can actually make a huge difference in our life. And so I, I, I stick to something because they're short. There's only like each one of these is only like a page or two long. None of them are really that long. So they're bite-sized. They're, they're one of the, it's, it's the kind of book that you just randomly open to a page and you're going to read that, you know, one page thing. And that's going to be your little message for the day. So I kind of didn't put my own story into it so much, but just kept it to be about what's a different way of looking at something. What's a different perspective? What's a way that can empower people to feel like they do have more control? And I just felt like this is a very timely book because so many people feel so disempowered by the pandemic and the lockdown and everything that's going on uh, that it felt like this is something that can really support people in a time when we need more support than ever before, in my opinion. It sounds like the um, you made good use, not that we would want it, but you made good use of the pandemic, right? You gave us all something that's very much needed and you used the time well for yourself well, and for us. You know, over the last six and a half years, I've been doing this, uh, I've been engaged in this shamanic practice, which I've recently become a facilitator in. And it's really helped me tremendously to deepen my own work. And it, and it always hasn't always been easy. It, it's been very difficult at times to really look uh, uh, at the truth about myself, how I show up, everything yeah. going on. And so, and, and also because of that work, I had grown to be a lot more flexible and adaptable and to be okay when things shift and change because you never know what happens. And so when the pandemic hit, not that I was necessarily prepared, but in some ways, uh, spiritually, psychologically, internally, I was prepared to having to shift everything. And, and there's a Buddhist principle about how suffering comes from resisting what is. Yes. And so I had learned that lesson over the last few years. Yes. So when this came, I just didn't resist it. Yes. Um, so I just kind of flowed with what was happening. Mm -hmm. So the first thing was to take the radio station and go completely virtual because we used to do everything in person in studio and we didn't have a virtual option at all because I just didn't think the audio quality of any of the options available was that good, shifted that over a weekend. And, mm -hmm. and then it was, okay, you know, what am I going to do to support people besides that? And so it was like, it's time to do the book. I wanted it to come out this year. So, right. so yeah, it, it's um, by not resisting what is, I was able to take advantage of the time. And, and believe me, I, I kind of feel since 
April, May, I've been busier than I've been for years. Isn't it the truth? Isn't it the truth? Um, it's a very good point, what you said about the Buddhist principle. Um, and I think I've spoken about it a little bit from this context, context that when we feel that we cannot control, it feels like suffering. And it's really the same thing. Yeah. It's really the same exact thing. And, you know, accepting reality is, seems to be the hardest thing for all human beings. Right. And, and that comes from our trauma. You know, you've talked a lot on your show about trauma and the need to control comes from trauma because we don't feel safe. That's right. Because if we feel safe, we don't need to worry about control. But ultimately, there's only one thing we can control, really. We, we have no control over the external world. We have no control over other people. We have no control over governments, any corporations, anything. But we do have complete control over how we show up in the world, over how we yes. respond to any given situation. Yes. Uh, how, what is our energy, our attitude, yes. our perspective like? That we have complete 100% sovereignty over. And that's yes. what I really want people to understand, that that's not a little thing. That's it's actually a big, a thing. big thing. It's a huge thing. And in order to do that, we have to face what we're thinking. We have to come, we have to come in touch with what we're thinking, how we're showing up, and allow ourselves to look at that in truth. Because I think what stops everyone from that is people were shamed. And as soon as they feel mm. that they're wrong and they if they were shamed growing up, they go into that and it stops them. So yeah. it doesn't necessarily have to be that way. That's great, Sam. Great. Right. And, and, and it could be shame. It could be trauma. Sometimes right. like getting in touch with your feelings is just yes. too scary for a lot yes. of people, especially a lot of men. And, and you know, it's interesting. My, my f friend of mine, actually the, the woman who, who I healed of that condition, we, we had a conversation over the summertime and she's now really into TM. She transcendental meditation. She meditates every day. And she said to me, and it was it really struck me what she said. She goes, Sam, you know, for people like you and me, if we can't go outside, we can go inside. But there are Amen. a lot of people out there that yes. have a hard time going inside. Yes. Why do you think that is? It's not safe. Uh, it, 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 there's, there's so much trauma. I mean, my wife is a psychotherapist. I mean, you're a psychoanalyst, so it's a little bit different. But, but I know from my wife and, and her telling me about some of her cases and things, that there's so much trauma in the world. I mean, from the time we're little babies, and, and people don't understand that even little things can be traumatic. Like a, a parent slamming a door closed by accident for a little baby can be a trauma. Absolutely. And, and neglect is, is traumatic too. A lot of people don't have the like emotional, physical, verbal abuse that some people have, but they may have the trauma of being neglected because the parents were just too caught up in their own stuff. So they were completely unavailable either yes. physically or emotionally for the children and what yes. they needed at the time. Yes. So... I mean, everybody has trauma. Yes. There's a, there's a, it's not black or white. There's a whole big scale of it. And it's just the, the, if we're not taught how to deal with it, if we're not taught how to work through it, if we're not taught how to use it actually to our advantage, instead of 
yes. you know, just feeling the pain and that's all we know is pain. It, it, it makes it very challenging to take that little step inside. And however, for the people who are brave enough, for the people who feel called, and, and I have a big belief that everybody has their own unique path and, and nobody else knows when they are actually ready to deal with things. Mm-hmm. But it, when they're ready, nothing is going to stop them. And if they're not ready, nothing you can do is going to bring them to that point where they're going to look mm-hmm. at their stuff, you know? Yes, absolutely. And <clears throat> yes, there is a lot of trauma. I don't want to go off, go off topic. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what did you learn about yourself, Sam, through the process of writing Everyday Awakening? What was the biggest thing that you you got in touch with from writing that? Well, I mean, one of the things is I just enjoyed the process tremendously of working with an editor. It's my first time working with a professional editor. I enjoyed the process. So I know this is only only the first book. There are many more to come. Do you have a name for your second book? <laughs> Maybe. I have to see. <laughs> I have one friend suggested a name. Uh uh, because I like to say I'm only one degree into Pisces because I'm my astrological chart. I have a lot of planets in Aquarius. And, you know, when I look at the uh, papers, uh, it, it, I always look at both Aquarius and Pisces because it's always like half and half for me. So maybe one degree into Pisces because that's what I like to say. And friends, that'd make a good name for a book. So maybe that, I don't know. I'll see. <laughs> we'll, we'll see. But, but, but I don't want people to think it'll be a book about astrology because it won't be. <laughs> no, no, that's right. Um, but, um, <laughs> But really what I think I learned through this whole process was how much the external, for myself personally, how much the external validation I helped me to feel that I created something of value. You know, because I came up with this book, I worked with the editor, but until other people start to read it, you don't really know, like, is it, is it good? Is it worthwhile? Is there something really here? Or am I just fooling myself? Because it's very easy to feel like when you create something in a vacuum, or maybe just a friend or two reads it and they say, oh, it's great. It's great. But they don't necessarily, you know, they may just be nice. They may not be telling mm-hmm. you the truth. But what got me to really understand that there was something of value in the book was I had sent copies to, to several uh, people that I know who are in the transformational space to, to ask them ahead of time, if they would give me a testimonial that I could put in the book. And there was this one woman who, who I've known for a little while. And, and I hold her in very high esteem because she was Deepak Chopra's coach before Deepak Chopra was Deepak Chopra. You know what I mean? Yes, She's been in this sure. work a long, long time. And so I was waiting to get a testimonial back from her. I didn't, I didn't get it. And she's like, oh, I'm just launching this program. I'm sorry. Okay, no problem. And so we're getting up close to the deadline to finalizing the manuscript. I reach back out to her and she's like, oh, just give me to the end of the week. And so I'm waiting, waiting. And then Friday morning, I get the email from her and she goes, Sam, you know, when people ask me to write a testimonial, I don't do it unless I actually read the material and see that there's value. And she goes, I, I couldn't put your book down. I kept reading it until two o'clock in the morning last night. I loved it. Here's my testimonial. And she gave me a beautiful testimonial. And it just like, oh, you know, if someone like that 
who has yes. decades and decades yes. and decades yes. in, in this genre of personal and spiritual development, if she says that it's good, then I'm like, oh, okay. Like, that's like, great. Oh, that's there, there's something in here. Okay. Yes, I, I, right. I, well, I'm interested in knowing more about it. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back with Sam Leibowitz on a journey through. Thank you. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. Are you interested in having a better relationship with yourself, others, and God? Greetings. I'm your host, Dr. George Andow, for the show A Journey Through Into Awareness. On my show, we journey into the awareness that the mind of God is the true seat of our personal consciousness. We join together each Monday at 7 p.m., so tune in on Talk Radio NYC. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. Are you a curious person, always asking questions? Do you desire to be in the know? Then join me, Antonia, host of So Now You Know, Thursdays at 5 p.m. at talkradio.nyc. Listen in as I attempt to satisfy that curiosity. I will be talking with amazing everyday people. Join the fun. So Now You Know on Thursdays at 5 p.m. at talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Dr. George Andow, you have tuned into A Journey Through Into Awareness, and we have the privilege of having Sam Leibowitz here with us tonight with his fantastic first book, Everyday Awakening, You Are More Powerful Than You Know. Fantastic. So I'm definitely going to, you, you need to get me a signed copy. <laughs> Absolutely, George. You'll yeah, my pleasure. one for me? That's yes. great. So, um, what would you say, um, we talked about so many interesting things so far. Um, <laughs> what would you say is the most helpful thing from your own individual journey in the writings that has helped you with the unexpected in your life? Was I clear enough with that? Mm. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got it. And, you know what's helped me with the, with the thing, unexpected You're dealing with the most unexpected circumstances. I, I think it's the. And it's one of the first posts, uh, one of the first essays in the book. It, could you read it to us? Sure. It's life happens for us, not to us. That's great. And that's, that's a very important thing to remember. And, and this is something that I got from my dear friend, Jennifer Huff, who I know from the Evolutionary Business Council. And I went for a weekend training down in Asheville with her. And it was one of the first things she said during this weekend. And it just so resonated with me. It was just like, woof. and I was like, yeah, totally. So it was when I got back from that weekend, that, this was the next blog post I wrote. We have all had a crisis in our lives. And when we do, we can feel like the whole world is against us. We can feel powerless in that situation and nothing could be further from the truth. We can feel like victims. We can feel as if nothing we do makes any difference. The real issue is not what happens. The real issue is our perspective. Our emotions can make us feel that life happens to us. Actually, life happens for us. It's a small word, a tiny change in a sentence, yet it makes all the difference. Life happens for us, not to us. So what does that mean? How does changing that one little word help? It means that everything that happens is here to serve us in some way. Maybe we can't see it in the moment, especially when we do not yet have some distance. With time, things begin to look different. Slowly, over time, what seems like a horrible thing turns out to be our greatest gift. It may be a defining moment in our lives. It may be the very thing that launches us onto our new path. It may be the one thing that completely transforms the trajectory of our future. How do we know? In the moment, we don't. Yet if we approach it with the perspective that it is happening for us, suddenly we find peace. We become the calm center in a chaotic storm. The whole perspective shifts and we are more open to see other possibilities. We are the very person we need to be to see it through. It may not seem like it at the time. It may feel like the greatest challenge we have ever faced, or perhaps it is just a small inconvenience. Regardless of what it is, it is happening for us, not to us. You don't have to believe it. Just try it on. Does it help? Do you feel better, more empowered? Does that perspective serve you? If it does, then why not use it? What's the worst that could happen if you do? There is magic in life and greater magic in believing and acting as if all happens for us, not to us. Are you willing to try it on? Are you willing to test it out? Try living as if life happens for you and see how you feel. Beautiful. So, so that's fantastic. One little taste mm-hmm. of, of what's in the book, and that's just one. There's the 125 others I love like that. that. I love the one you chose, and I'm excited to uh, spend time with your book. I'm really excited. Um, you know, a very big piece. I was thinking when you were reading that, um, when I was teaching a, a, a class one day. The girl came up to me at the break, a woman, and said, you know, the one thing that really, really stuck with me that I never heard before is we're not our feelings. 
when we feel something, it can feel so intense that we identify with it is as it's all there is. It is me. But we're not our feelings. Feelings are things we have. And that's great, Sam. That's what I was picking up from what you spoke about. Really great. So it's not only that feelings are what we have, but when we're mindful about our feelings, we can actually use them to serve us. Yes. We're not victims to our feelings. That's right. We're generators of our feelings. And that's part of the idea of, of we are more powerful than we know when we realize that we generate so much of our feelings based on our stories that we keep telling ourselves over right. and over again, we can change any, in any instant we can shift and change and adapt. Yes. But we end, we first have to see what the dialogue is in our head to know what we need to change. And that's what I talk about when I look at scripture and how everyone that came before Jesus, he could see what they needed. He would ask them, what is it you want me to do for you? Because unless we name it and claim it, we can't accept anything about it. And that's what I'm getting a lot of what you're saying today. It's great. Mm -hmm. Um, So what was, what would you say to our listeners? Um, And I love that one, but give us another one. What is it that has helped us (laughs) to do what, what can help us to deal with the ordinary difficult circumstances of our lives? Well, in what I'm going to do and in our life. Yeah. What I'm going to do, I'm just going to randomly flip open to a page and see Great. where we land. Cause this is like one of the ways that I feel the book can help us most. Like I don't see this as a book necessarily that you just read cover to cover. No. You can, I mean, I've divided up into seven chapters based on the energies of the chakras. So they kind of build one on another until you get to the last one. But I kind of feel like you just randomly flip open to a page and and like that's your message for that day. So the one I just flipped open to is number 42, which is our strongest moments happen when we are most vulnerable. I was just thinking that, Sam. Look at that. I love that. It's 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 all perfect. Yes, Connection it is. is something we all long for, even with our own family, even with our own community. Yet connection only happens when there is vulnerability. Are we vulnerable enough to tell our friend that we are going through a rough time? Are we vulnerable enough to tell our brother or sister about the trauma we experienced as a child that they never knew about? Are we vulnerable enough to tell those around us that we are not sure what to do next? We think we have to keep it, keep on an air of, I've got it all together in order for our friends to think we're okay. We think if we show the world we are hurting, it will only punish us more. Actually, the world can relate to us more if we share our struggles and our pain. The more human we make ourselves, the more comfortable people feel around us. The more honest we are about what is really going on inside us, the closer our partners will feel to us. The To only show one side of ourselves to others creates a one-dimensional image of who we are. We are so much more complex and intricate. We are full of contradictions and paradoxes. And if we allow ourselves to show that to the world at large, or just to our best friend, then we can create a deeper connection. To say to your boss or your clients that you don't know how to handle something is brave. 
as long as it is followed by a request for help to find out what to do next, they will reward your, our bravery. If we don't express ourselves because of fear, we may hurt ourselves. We may hurt our reputation and trustworthiness in their eyes. To be trustworthy, we must be honest and vulnerable with them. For others to feel that we are safe, we must be honest about what is really going on. Some, sometimes even we ourselves don't know what is going on inside of us. When this happens, we can be honest about that as well. Being vulnerable may seem as if we are being weak, but nothing is further from the truth. Our strongest moments happen when we are being the most vulnerable. Is there a place in your life that being more vulnerable will serve you? Can you open up and be honest about something that is scary to share with somebody you trust? Just great, great material, Sam, and so beautifully put together. Very helpful daily readings. There are a lot of books out there, but they don't hit the mark, in my opinion. And it's just my opinion. This really hits the mark, really hits it. I love it. And again, I, I don't necessarily put in my personal story around right. it because sometimes we get too tied up in the story. Absolutely. But I want to interrupt you for a moment. But there's something very important with what you just said. You don't need to tell the details around a story to write this. This, what you just read, this, what you wrote, says volumes about you because in order to write that, you have faced that. You have the capacity to live out of that. So you don't even need the story. This says everything, so much about your capacity and ability, Sam, to allow yourself to be vulnerable, to allow yourself to struggle. Really great. And, and uh, but my point in doing this is, it, it, and I appreciate the praise. Thank you so much, Georgianne. But it, it's really, uh, I want it to be in service to others. Yes. I, I do it as an example that other people can be vulnerable and, yes. and, and, and you can be human and you, you can be a little bit gentler with yourself. We don't have to be so harsh with ourselves. You know, we were so tough on ourselves and we're so like beating ourselves up over so many things. And it's not about that. I, I really just want to inspire people to be more of themselves. I, I try and, and, and in a way, bear my soul to the reader without getting personal about it. Yes, that's and, exactly, and, and, uh, it's exactly what I was saying. Yeah. Thank you for articulating it better than I did. <laughs> so um, we're going to take a break in one minute. But before that, um, when we come back, I want to talk about um, a broad takeaway that you can give our listeners about your book, about the message of your book and um, what you would like to have them hear and embrace from what we shared tonight. So when we come back, we will take a look at that. Thank you so much for joining us and we'll see you in a little bit with Sam Leibowitz. Thank you. Be back. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. 
uplift, educate, empower. Are you a small business trying to navigate the COVID-19 related employment laws? Hello, I'm Eric Sauver, employment law business law attorney and host of the new radio show, Employment Law Today. On my show, we'll have guests to discuss the common employment law challenges business owners are facing during these trying times. Tune in on Tuesday evenings from 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. Are you a business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy, and I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Do you run or are ready to open your own business? Hi, I'm Jeremiah Fox. I've been operating and opening small business for the last 25 years, and I'm the host of the new show, The Entrepreneurial Web. Tune in every Friday at noon Eastern time for insights and stories on the nuances of running small business right here on Fridays at noon, talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Welcome back with Sam Leibowitz and introducing his wonderful new book, Everyday Awakening. So, Sam, what do you think about that, that what I left with before break? Can you talk uh, about that? Sure, sure. I just want to give a quick shout out on the Facebook Live. I see Anthony says, great show. So thank you, Anthony. Glad you're enjoying it and getting something out of it. Yes, that's great. That's my brother-in-law. <laughs> ah yes Shannon's yes. little sister yep, i never had great. he must really love it see you're loved <laughs> right he never said that about me <laughs> teasing well, teasing he said you're the little sister he never had so that's, that's right. pretty good um so the, there are a number of themes that kind of run throughout the book but the one that I think I want people to really take to heart is so much about how we show up in the world and how we feel about ourselves and other people come from the stories that we tell ourselves over and over again in our head. And where do those stories come from in your opinion, Sam? Life, our parents, most of the time, they're usually, if you listen to the quality of that voice inside your head, it's like, whose voice is that? It could be a, usually a parent's voice, you know, potentially a sibling, but usually a parent's voice or a grandparent's voice, depends who raised them. 
But the thing we usually don't realize is that those stories are all made up. Now, the actual facts about what happened may be true, but the story is the interpretation of the facts. And, and, you know, like this was pointed out to me, I I was at a seminar and the gentleman, it it was all about like money mindset and things like that. And the gentleman was on stage and he was talking about how this one particular event like really sort of traumatized him as a child that that men are untrustworthy with money and that you know his dad had he had this coin collection that was his tri- prized treasure and he used to keep it under the kitchen sink and 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 one morning he goes there and it's gone and he asks his mom where is it and she's like oh i don't know i think your father might have taken it and he, and he asks his dad and his dad doesn't remember and he goes looking around in their bedroom that day and he finds the the thing of coins like under the, his dad's side of the bed and he's like oh you took my coins i knew it and 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 you know for years decades he lived with this story that men are untrustworthy with, sure. with money until like you know he was you know 30 something 40 something years old and he was flying back into his hometown to do a seminar and his dad picked him up at the airport and <laughs> they had this thing and he finally worked up enough courage to 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 confront him about this and 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 he relates the story and he goes you know when i was a kid you took my coins and da 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 and he goes oh that must have been a, a, a thursday he goes I don't remember why, why, why a Thursday? And he goes, well, you know, on Wednesday nights, I used to have my poker game when my friends came over and I was just so proud of you. I took the coins out to show uh, my friends about all your coins and I probably left it there and, you know, cleaned it up the next day and your mom, you know, put it under my, the bed. And he's like, oh, oh. So this story that he'd been living with for right. m- most of his life about men not being... Uh, you know, not being comfortable with money was a complete fallacy. And so now the facts of what happened were absolutely true, but the interpretation was completely made up. So my thing is, if it's all made up anyway, why don't we make up stories that serve us and empower us instead of disempower us? So, you know, it's those stories of like, Oh, I'm not good enough at anything. Oh, I'm always bad. Oh, I always make mistakes. Oh, I'm this, I'm that, whatever. Whatever that story is, change it. What do you change it to? I don't know. It depends what feels good to you. What empowers you? What makes you feel like you you can do anything? You know, find a way to take whatever. Maybe it's a story around how strong you are because you survived it. Maybe it was a story around an important lesson you had to learn. Maybe, you know, make it a story that's just something that, that totally inspires you, right? I mean, how many children's Absolutely. stories have been written where, where the child like takes reality and turns it into some fantasy where they're finding dragons or they're rescuing the princess or whatever it is. Yeah. To, to, to reinterpret that whole story that they're living with. Yes, the perception. Right. The perception becomes a distortion in many ways. And we, you know, the pre-talking element, um, you know, zero to five, um, is when so much goes on, is taken in for, by the child. And what goes on beyond, behind, and under the consciousness 
um, is when there's feelings and there's no awareness of the dialogue. Mm-hmm. And that's so much of what um, I think you know, because we know each other a little bit now. Um, what I try to help people to do right. is to access that so that they can absolutely change. Absolutely. Absolutely change the dialogue in their head. Absolutely. Yeah. This is so great. Yeah. Um, I and it's love completely. This possible and there are a lot of different ways of doing it and 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 psychoanalysis psychotherapy is one way there are body-centered therapies like my wife does emdr and somatic experiencing which are very body-centered the shamanic work i do is another way of doing it and and even using all these different things together like like using different things at different times i mean i've gone to a therapist i've done emdr in addition to doing the other things that i'm doing they don't have to be exclusive you know you don't have to do just one thing right when we actually what is your shamanic work um (laughs) it's something i'm actually not extremely public about but it's a it's a tradition sorry that no 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 it's okay i brought it up um it's a tradition that was brought to the states by this peruvian lineage holder 45 years ago who came here and tried to introduce people to some indigenous culture and the indigenous ways of healing. Um, But at the time it was, you know, the 60s, 70s, people weren't too into that kind of thing. So he found a way of looking at different shamanic uh, or indigenous rituals from around the world and modernizing them in a way to make them much more accessible for people here. And so we do things in a very, we do things in a ritual, but not in a, traditional ritualistic manner and so we we do ceremonies people come together i mean now we're obviously not it would do things more virtually but it's it's a way of sort of accessing much deeper things inside Mm -hmm. and and it's it's a lot of in a way energy work for lack Mm -hmm. of a better term um and it and it really it has changed my life it changed my wife's life she's she does it with me and and I've also I've you know been training to be a facilitator for three and a half years, and so I've also worked with other people, and I've just seen like profound shifts that could happen in an evening that going to normal talk therapy could take thirty years to get. Mm-hmm. Very interesting, Sam. Very nice. I know a little you know, bit about it. I was interested in, in what you're doing with it. That's great. You know, it's kind awesome. of in a way um, you had uh, Dominic on your show talking about like the men's group and yep. coming together. It's not dissimilar to that because that's also in a very ritualistic mm-hmm. manner. Yes. And, and there's a certain power in these things that we've lost in modern times in a way. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, we have about a minute and a half left. I want to end with a prayer is um can we get your book on amazon yes it's on amazon barnes and noble all over the major booksellers and i created this link that'll take you right to it everydayawakeningbook.com oh great and you just go to that link and it'll take you right to the listing on amazon everydayawakeningbook.com great And for people to know, Cyber Monday special, I'm still keeping it. The ebook is only 99 cents. And and there are 
And if you go to my website, The Conscious Consultant, after you buy the book, there's a page for my book where you just put in your name, your email address, and the receipt number, and you get access to all these giveaways, meditations and programs and discounts on programs that are like worth thousands of dollars. So I really am trying to make this as accessible as possible. But do it quick because it's going to go to its regular price of $9.99 once uh, we finish up this one. Thank you, Sam. And thank you so much because I'm away. I'm going to await my autographed copy. And I want to thank you for being on my show tonight. What a delight you are. So let us just quickly um, end in prayer. It's so wonderful to feel silence. God, whatever name you want to give God, we thank you so much for being with us tonight, for we're never away from you and to feel your presence with us and Sam and I, as Sam gave such a beautiful message. Thank you for him. Thank you for opening us up in a very deep way to receive you, to receive truth. And we love you and we ask always that you teach us how to love. We pray for all those that are hurting and hungry and homeless that have illness that are doing without and that we can all change our consciousness and be grateful for all that is. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you so much, Georgianne, for having me on your show tonight. A real pleasure. Thank you so much, Sam. Talk to you soon. Good night, everyone. We'll see you next week. We're going to have another great show next week, and I hope that you'll join us. Good night. Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Hi, I'm Graham Dobbin. Join me every Thursday evening for the Mind Behind Leadership here on talkradio.nyc. We speak to people from business, sport, military and politics, all around what makes a great leader. The personal experiences of what's worked and, maybe more importantly, what hasn't worked. So, that's 7 o'clock every Thursday evening. The Mind Behind Leadership here on talkradio.nyc. Listen to real stories of real leaders. Do you love or are you intrigued about New York City and its neighborhoods? I'm Jeff Goodman, host of Rediscovering New York, a weekly show that showcases New York's history and its extraordinary neighborhoods. Every Tuesday live at 7 p.m., we focus on a particular neighborhood and explore its history, its vibe, its feel, and its energy. Tune in live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you a curious person, always asking questions? Do you desire to be in the know? Then join me, Antonia, host of So Now You Know, Thursdays at 5 p.m. at talkradio.nyc. Listen in as I attempt to satisfy that curiosity. I will be talking with amazing everyday people. Join the fun. So now you know on Thursdays at 5 p.m. at talkradio.nyc. 
Hey, all you listeners looking to boost your business. Why not advertise on Talk Radio NYC with very reasonable rates? Interested? Simply send us a message on our website, talkradio.nyc. Are you a small business trying to navigate the COVID-19 related employment laws? Hello, I'm Eric Sauver, employment law business law attorney and host of the new radio show, Employment Law Today. On my show, we'll have guests to discuss the common employment law challenges business owners are facing during these trying times. Tune in on Tuesday evenings from 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. Are you a business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy, and I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower.